We'll get to episode 236 in just a moment. But before we do, I'd like to ask for your support of this podcast. Whenever you need to make a purchase at Amazon.com, please use my affiliate link by going to ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. That will take you directly to the Amazon.com homepage. Shop as you normally do. Check out as you normally do. It doesn't cost you anything more, and I may earn a small commission. Again, that's ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. And remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U dot com slash Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 236 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I'm really glad that you joined me for this episode, and I promise I won't keep you today. I've only got a couple of things to talk about. I've got a million things to do before I leave for Houston in a couple of days. I'm recording this at 1 a.m. on Thursday, the 29th of June, maybe? Whatever Thursday's date is before the 30th. Yes, I guess it is the 29th. So I really do appreciate you joining me for this episode, and I'm going to start off with something that I have been working on and I've been talking about so often, and that is the NFB of Pennsylvania website. I have been hustling to get this thing done enough for the national convention, which is coming up in a couple of days, why I'm traveling to Houston in a few days, and I'll talk about that in a few minutes, but... I've been furiously writing content and doing all sorts of things to get this site up and running. And I realized we had a meeting on Tuesday night, which was really last night to me because, like I said, it's 1 a.m. on Thursday, so I'm still in Wednesday night mode. And we talked about what we needed, and I've been able to get some content up there. There are three or four articles that are fairly new. Some are brand new. Some have been on the site a couple of days to a week. And there's a couple of pages that don't have anything on them. And they're set to get populated once we get content. And I'm kind of excited for the stuff that I've gotten done because, like I said, it's been a long road. Sometimes I would move along and I would do something to mess things up and then I'd have to go back and fix it. Sometimes someone else would do something and I'd have to go back and fix it and it would push me back. And that's always the case. And it's kind of funny. I've been helping Brian Fischler get Flight for Sites podcast up. I may have mentioned it in the last episode, which only seems like it came out a couple of days ago, which I guess it did. But I've been helping him with that, and we've had to wait and be patient for everything to get populated. And it turns out that the podcast wasn't populating on Apple because there was one thing, one drop-down that wasn't taken care of. And it was for the frequency of the show. How often is it going to come out? I'm not quite sure why the frequency matters, but it had to be taken care of. And I put semi-weekly. I don't know how often they're going to do it. But once I did that and I clicked save and I clicked publish, within moments it went from draft to published, 
which I was shocked because I had so much difficulty getting this podcast launched five years ago. It was on the flip side for White Canes Connect. That was bing, bang, boom. I got that up and running. So I've had both ends of it, but Brian called me tonight to tell me that he saw it finally populating everything. Earlier in the day, we saw it on Apple, but it wasn't coming up on some of the other places. He uses Downcast, and I looked at Odyssey, and I didn't see it there. So I'm not quite sure, but I think slowly but surely it is populating, and <laughs> and that's how I feel that the NFB of Pennsylvania website has been going, because it's just been a long road to get it up and running, some of the things that we have to do. And by all means, we're not done. As I mentioned in the last episode, the major thing, and we talked about this in our meeting, the primary thing that we have to do now is have some sort of form set up for when the state convention comes along. And the state convention in Pennsylvania is in November. I think it's the 9th through the 12th or something like that. But obviously, you have to get people to start booking it before that. They've got to book hotel rooms, and they've got to book their meals. And during the national convention or the state convention, there are meal options for some of the things, more so at the state level. The national, I think there's only the banquet, which is the last bit of the convention. It's the last evening. And as you eat, and it's usually a pretty good meal, as you eat, there are speeches going on and you can win door prizes and things like that. So the meals, they haven't given the prices yet to NFB of Pennsylvania President Lynn Heights. So, and I said this in the meeting, that kind of let us off the hook, us meaning the folks who were doing the website. Because had we had all that and we didn't have it done, well, then it is on us. But right now it's not on us. So once we get back from Houston, and I know most of the folks on the web committee are going to Houston, only a couple are not, then we can get that up and running. I still haven't gotten MailChimp fully up and running. There's another couple of things that I have to do. And slowly but surely, we're going to get content on there. And hopefully as we move forward, We'll be able to grab enough information for events. And you'll see one of the posts that's on NFB of Pennsylvania was a post for a guy named Charles Morgenstern, who just turned 90. He's been in the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania since the year I was born. So that's a long time ago, <laughs> if you didn't know. So he's been in there 58 or 59 years. I don't know when in 1964 he, he got on board. But he just had a big birthday out in Pittsburgh, and Lynn Heights went out there and celebrated with him. And so there's a little article about that. It's not too much. I took some of the information from when we had him on an episode of White Canes Connect. That's episode 050 we had him on. And I, I want to say that article or the post is probably only maybe 200 words. As we get ramping up to get the site really going, I don't want to have a lot of 200-word articles. That's not great for SEO. It doesn't show any kind of authority or anything like that. Obviously, in this case, it said what needed to be said, and we didn't have to go into a huge background for all the things Chuck has done within the NFB of Pennsylvania. And he's done a lot. He's been president of a chapter. He's been treasurer of a couple of chapters. 
he's been part of the, I don't remember if it was Parents of Blind Children or Blind Parents, I don't remember which. He talked about fundraising in episode 050 of White Canes Connect, and they used to sell those entertainment books, and I know a lot of places used to fundraise with those, and I guess it's still a thing, those books. We used to actually advertise in those when I had the West Coast Video Store, and we didn't personally do it. The franchisor took care of that, and we agreed, of course, to accept the coupons that uh, they put in there. And I think they were two-for-one rentals or something like that. But it was really interesting to get all his feedback of how things were back in the day and how they are now. And we even came across an article when we were doing the podcast. We had come across an article from a publication called The Braille Monitor from, I don't remember what year, probably the 60s or the 70s, where it talked about each affiliate would have I don't want to call him a correspondent, but basically someone to write a story for either a newsletter, in this case it was a newsletter, or try and get things into the Braille monitor. And it talked about him talking about national convention at the state convention back in Pennsylvania back in the day. And it's actually only been the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania since 1977. I think it was... Uh, Pennsylvania Federation of the Blind before that, or something along those lines. So to have the setup pretty much done on nfbfpa.org is just such a relief. And again, there's still, like I said, pages that don't have anything on them. But it'll get there as we go forward and as things happen. Just like on this podcast, I if nothing happened to me, I wouldn't have anything to talk about. And talking to Brian tonight, we were talking about what kind of gear he's bringing a whole bunch of different gear because he, he's leaving his house on July 1st and he's not returning home until like the 17th of July because as I mentioned previously, he's going from New York where he lives to Arlington to see a Texas Ranger game to Houston for an Astros game to Phoenix for a Diamondbacks game, then LA and San Diego and so forth and so on. And he added on after Colorado, which he was then supposed to fly home, he ended up, he's going to Cincinnati So he is covering all these different games. And as of today, there have been all sorts of airline delays, crazy delays. I've seen people at Philadelphia where they were leaving to go to Detroit and their flight was canceled. They couldn't get on one for a couple of days till Thursday. So today, and this was, I saw it on the news on Tuesday. So it was a girls soccer team, they ended up chartering a bus and they were going around, one of the parents, or maybe multiple parents, was going around the airport looking for folks who, was, who were on that Detroit flight from Philly to see if they wanted to ride on and pay for a seat on the bus. And listening to 1010 Wins today, same type of thing where they talked about a guy that was on a trip, and I don't remember where he was coming from, but it landed in Boston, and he was supposed to fly from Boston to Philadelphia. He couldn't get a flight to Philadelphia, so he was able to fly to Charlotte, then to come back to Philadelphia. Just crazy stuff like that. People driving a couple hundred miles or a few hundred miles because they've been stuck. I'm just hopeful, because I don't have a great track record with the NFB convention. I'm just hoping that I am not not stuck here in Philadelphia. If I have to wait in Houston a day or two, obviously there are things I can go and do and see because there's going to be a ton of stuff that happened during the convention. And then, of course, there's the Astro games. Astros game I'll be going to with Brian and Ed and a couple of other folks. So to get the website 
as close to fully functional as I can have it at this point, MailChimp has to be done, like I've mentioned before. And again, we need more content. But otherwise, it is good to go. It's good to start publishing content on it. And I'm looking forward to doing that now that the the majority of the hard stuff is done. I've optimized the images, and I don't know how they look. You know, that's the the one trouble that I, I'm afraid when I put something up, does it look really blurry? I don't know. I could see that there's an image there. And <laughs> there's one article up. I don't have a picture for the person. And there is a filler image that's there. And I thought, well, if I just change the alt tag on that, would that be okay? <laughs> because there's an image I have in mind. It's just an image that was sent to me as a screenshot. And I don't know that it will fill the <laughs> fill the spot that I needed to fill after I crop out the phone information <laughs> that you see around the image. As with any time you go away, there is a million things to do leading up, not only to get ready to travel, but to get things done. Like I mentioned, the website, this podcast, I have a White Canes Connect episode to edit, and dummy me, I will be doing a podcast interview tonight at 7.30 p.m. that obviously will not come out until well after I'm back, probably will come out the end of July, early August on White Canes Connect. I don't know why I said yes <laughs> that I would do it that day. Jane is coming in from New York tomorrow for the holiday weekend. I'll see her that one night, tomorrow night, and that's it. But Usually when Liz picks up Jane from the train station, Ziggy and I hang out here. And so there's all sorts of things that I've got to get done because I don't want tomorrow night for me to be up until five or six in the morning when I got to get up and probably go to the airport a little earlier. And it's one of those things. And I, I mentioned last week I had trouble falling asleep the one night when I have something specific to do and you know you've got to be up. It makes it hard to fall asleep, and then you're paranoid you're not going to get up in time. So I'm hopeful that I can get everything that I need to done, this podcast edited, White Canes Connect episode 077 edited, (laughs) which I talked about in the last episode of I Can't See You, still not up, but I've got to get that out before the convention because we talk about the convention in it, and it was done a couple of weeks ago, and I'm hoping to meet this lady at the convention. So all sorts of things. My biggest issue, besides figuring out what kind of clothes I'm going to take, because it's been around 100 degrees in Houston each day for the last few days, and it's supposed to be between 95 and 100 when I'm there. And as everybody said, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. It's always humid in Houston, I've heard, so it'll feel even that much warmer. I'm okay with it being warm outside because I don't expect to be outside for a long time. I will walk from my hotel, the Embassy Suites, downtown Houston, about a tenth of a mile down, I believe it's called Dallas Avenue or Dallas Road. I will cross over the street to the Hilton Americas, Houston. And that should be the only time I'm outside most days, back and forth to and from the hotel, from my hotel. When I go to the baseball game, I don't know if we're going to walk or Uber. I, I was told today it's only about a half a mile from the Hilton Americas, to Minute Maid Park. I don't know. I'm okay with walking that. As I've mentioned before, I walk all over the place. And while I was on the phone with Brian, I'm sure I got in a 1,500 to 2,000 steps. So I don't know how we'll get there. But for the most part, I expect to be inside. And when I'm inside and it's really hot outside, usually it's really cold to me inside. 
we keep our air conditioning set at like 78 or something like that. And a lot of times I'm still cold and I have to put a hoodie on, which of course, every time I do that, I think of one of the things that came back with my blood work a few weeks ago, which my doctor still hasn't called about, was a thyroid issue that could make you feel cold a lot. Again, that's something that I guess is going to have to wait. I do want to call the airline, and I actually toyed with the idea of calling the airline on my mobile while my mobile is plugged into my Zoom PodTrack P4 and recording that conversation, of course, okaying it first with the agent, just to see if there's any kind of, I don't want to say assistance, but if I have to walk in (laughs) and type into a kiosk, A, I'm not going to have the correct headphones, earbuds, because the Apple earbuds will most likely not work in there. I'm sure there's not a lightning port on the kiosk. Maybe I should take a pair of earbuds from back in the day, which I, I think I have some sitting on my desk here because my computer uses the old kind. My computer's about five years old, so maybe a little older. And so I'm worried about that. That's my biggest fear. Once checked in, usually there's someone that will help you go from the check-in and you check your bag. And unfortunately, I have to check a bag. I can't take a small one because I'm taking a suit and I'm going to be gone for a week. So I, I just don't know how many shorts and how many jeans I'm going to take. Obviously, the suit is for the banquet night. And if I take shorts, I'm okay. Usually my legs are not the issue when I'm cold. If I take a hoodie, and I am going to take at least one hoodie, and I hope to buy a Houston Texans hoodie while I'm there because I love the blue and red combination that they have. And uh, I'm hoping to get one, maybe one, not like the Under Armour type of fabric, but more of the champion fabric, which I like a lot better than uh, some of the other. I have a uh, Seattle Seahawks and a Baltimore Ravens. I have both hoodies from that, and I love the Seahawks one. It's <laughs> I could probably do uh, traffic control in the in the uh, Seahawks one, and so I'm hoping for I'm hoping for one that is not that material that is like I said more a champion uh, type of fabric. So I'll have at least two hoodies to work on or to use. But when I go to the ballpark. Is it going to be cold inside or is it going to be pretty nice because it's a big place and they're not going to really chill it down too much because that would cost a ton of money, I would imagine. And I know that there is a Starbucks right there in the Hilton Americas because that's where I'm going to cross the street from the side my hotel is on to go into the Hilton. So I'm excited for that. So depending on how cold or how hot it is inside will determine what my afternoon beverage is, whether it's a hot macchiato or a cold caramel macchiato. We'll see. And I'm sure I will tell you all about it once I return. So getting all this stuff done before flying to Houston and worrying about what am I going to take as far as gear goes. I've toyed with the idea of doing reels every day and maybe multiples per day. And am I going to take my GoPro, which I have yet to use? Or am I going to take, I have lavalier mics that are wireless that plug into my phone, but I've had so much trouble with my phone with the lightning port, I'm kind of afraid to use that. And of course, there's the fact that when you plug something into the lightning port that is not the earbuds, there's an issue with voiceover. So will I be recording? Will I know that I'm recording? Because I'm not going to be able to hear (laughs) voiceover tell me that I'm recording. 
hopefully it'll give you at least the the audio of the tapping of you know when you take a picture for example you hear that and i think when you do a video i believe there's some sort of sound so i'm not sure what i'm going to take there and believe me the <laughs> those mics were not expensive i think they were around 20 or 22 bucks but i haven't tried them yet either and that means i've got to make sure i take the correct charging thing and i'm also going to take a audio recorder uh the zoom h1n i will put a link to that in the uh the show notes as well. I've used that before, and I actually used that at Washington Seminar, which was really cool because when I wrote the article for the NFB of Pennsylvania site, I was able to pull quotes. I took in the audio when I went around the table during Washington Seminar. There was a reception that Bob Casey, Senator Bob Casey from Pennsylvania, had for the entire NFB, who went to Washington Seminar, we went around the table and I asked how they were thought this year's Washington Seminar went, what was exciting for them, how many times they've been to Washington Seminar, and things like that. So I took that audio, I made a, got a transcript made of it using Descript, and then I was able to pull quotes from that for the article that I wrote about Washington Seminar. So that was very cool, and that device was very cool. But now Brian got something for his 18 ballparks in five minutes tour that is a little bit different and it has an audible sound when you start to record. That's one thing that when I use this H1N up in New York, when I was going around the American Natural History Museum or whatever it's called uh, on the west side up near Central Park, which I went to on my own and I talked about that in an episode back from October of last year when I went to laugh for sight, I ended up recording when I didn't think I was recording and I wasn't recording when I thought I was. So there's a light that comes on, but most times I can't tell that it's on. And the item that Brian got, the, I forget what it's called, M2 mic track or something like that, from also from Zoom. Zoom makes a lot of different pieces of hardware for audio recordings, even back long before I got the PodTrack P4, there was one that I wanted to get, and I don't remember the model number, H4, H3. I forget exactly what it was. I wanted one of those desperately. It was a few hundred dollars, and I didn't get it, didn't get it, didn't get it, and I held off so so long that the PodTrack P4 came out, and I didn't This is a better option for me, even though the other device is probably, I think it's called an H4N, even though the other one is probably a sturdier build than this PodTrack P4. I'm just using it on my desk. Brian is actually taking his on his trip so he can record podcast interviews when he is sitting down and there's a place to do it. Otherwise, he'll use the M2 mic track because it's basically like a handheld microphone, similar to the H1N, but the H1N doesn't have the same mic feel. I actually have to plug in something that almost looks like a a gimbal that you would use with an action camera or any kind of camera, I guess. And and that's how I use it. You kind of hold it. It looks kind of like a <laughs> when they when they, in the movies when they show cops with the radar detector. Uh, this is smaller than that, but it's basically they're holding this device and it looks it looks similar to that. 
I'm not sure how Brian is going to shoot video. So I, I've been going on back and forth on the fence with, do I take the GoPro without having much experience with it? Now I'm leaving in two days. I, and like I said, I've, I've not even put in the memory card. That, as I said to Liz tonight, she's like, well, maybe you could play with it tomorrow. I said, I got 8 million things to do. And to start off, I've got to put the memory card in. I, I won't be able to feel it. I won't be able to feel it and be able to handle it. I've, I, I've been dropping stuff like crazy. And so that was something I'd need her help on. I, I don't know how the vision or lack of vision would affect me doing that, but just my hands in themselves would not be able to do that. I can almost guarantee it. So am I going to take that? I don't know. The other thing, am I going to take my laptop? Because if I don't take my laptop, I'm going to take a portable keyboard that I can hook to my phone, not hook, but, you know, sync with my phone so that at least I can respond <laughs> to emails that I know it will be legible, that I'm not going to dictate and then me hear something wrong and let an email go that has some crazy typo in it. So one way or another, I will have some sort of keyboard with me, but it's been a while since I've used the keyboard. I don't remember, A, how to turn it on, and what the setting is, there's a dial on it because you can sync it with three things. I don't remember which, which of those tabs I have it set to. So first things first, I've got to put new batteries in it because I haven't put batteries in it since I worked at the Blind Bodega last summer. I've got to put new batteries in the Zoom H1n because I've used that quite a bit and I haven't used it in a while. So I know the batteries are probably, if they're not fully depleted, they're depleted enough where I don't want to go somewhere and have to run out and buy batteries from a place in a city that I don't really know. So I'm definitely taking that H1N. Like I said, I'm, I'm back and forth with the, the mics. I may play around with them a little bit today or tomorrow. And by today, I mean Thursday or Friday before I get on the plane and see if I can use it, use those mics with my iPhone, how I'll know that I'm even shooting and it's recording. I don't know that I'll know that. And that's one thing with the GoPro, there are voice commands you could use. And I could probably set up a shortcut and I may have set up a shortcut for Siri to record. I have set up a shortcut, for example, for, hey Siri, what does this say? My phone is charging about two feet away from me, and it, it woke her up, but she didn't say, I have to first unlock my phone. And what I normally use that for, if I'm getting the mail, for example, I will take it out of my pocket and say, hey, S lady, what does this say? And I'll make sure I have my, my arm extended so it does the face ID, and then it will open Seeing AI so I can then read the mail or at least see who the mail is from if I want to read it. Most times it's once I figure out what's on the outside, I'm not too <laughs> I'm not too interested in looking what's inside because it's either a bill, which I don't want to hear that. I don't want to see that or hear that. That's what I was about to say because that's how it is for me. I don't want to hear it, especially if, if it's American Express or whatever. <laughs> or it's to somebody else in the family. And once I know it's to Jacob or Jane, and Jane still gets a ton of mail here, once I know that it's for them, I don't care about it because it's not something I need to know about. So I'm not sure what I'm going to take as far as equipment goes. I'm not sure if I'm going to do the laptop or I'm going to do a keyboard. 
I know this, that if I take the laptop, I'm not taking the plug-in keyboard that I use when I use it. That would just be too much. And I wanna make sure I take at least one change of clothes in my backpack, again, because my suitcase is gonna be checked and who knows where it's gonna end up. Hopefully it's gonna end up in Houston with me, but maybe it'll end up someplace else. Maybe I'll never see it again and I'll be wearing the same two sets of clothes the whole time I'm in Houston. I don't know. I just wanna make sure that I have something on me. Uh, And of course, all my meds will go in my backpack. So if I take the laptop in there, I don't have room to take that secondary keyboard. And the reason, I I don't know if I mentioned it when I was doing JAWS training, my fingers, my thumbs, the way I hold my hands over the keyboard, my thumbs were constantly, and I didn't realize it, were touching the trackpad. And I didn't know it until the focus was lost in JAWS and it would say something else. And then I'd have to figure out how to get back to where I was. And that became an issue. That's why I always use another keyboard. And for that, I use a USB keyboard. It's a full size. It's really sturdy. It's the keys are spread out. I love it. But but the Bluetooth keyboard that I have, it's not as big and it's not as spread out. So it's a little bit more difficult with, again, with my finger issues and whatnot. So who knows what I'm going to be traveling with. One of the things, taking the laptop Brian and I were talking, he was telling me about a podcast he was listening to, and someone suggested so stupidly, oh, just put your laptop in your checked baggage. You don't know, A, where that's going to end up, and B, anybody can get into it if they have those TSA locks, which you have to have if you put any locks on them. And... So why would you put that in your checked bag? That is the dumbest thing, and and Brian and I talked about that, how stupid that was, of a travel tip from a blind podcaster. And the reason they did it that way was so they didn't have to take the, the laptop out and have the TSA see that it works. Evidently, you can do something with them, and so they have to see that it works. My biggest fear is... I always feel rushed going through TSA and not knowing who's around me. If somebody bumps my arm as I'm holding it and it drops to the floor, then I might as well have not brought it because now it's in a million pieces and it's not going to work again. So that's one reason. I will probably not bring the laptop. But again, not 100% on that. So all these things I have to figure out in the next couple of days, actually not even the next couple of days, within the next 24 hours basically, And I've also got to practice posting if I do YouTube shorts, because if I do Instagram reels, why not do YouTube shorts and help get some watched hours and watch time and maybe some subscribers to my YouTube channel, which at some point I hope to do more with, as I've mentioned a million times. Right now, the only thing up there are some old videos, if I've left those up from way back, and the podcast episodes. So I've got all that going on, and I'm excited to go. But as I was thinking about it earlier today, if I had my choice, I would have rather gone to Spain, France, Italy with Liz or something along those lines. And unfortunately, it's just not going to happen with Liz and I going away because this would have been the holiday to do it. Jane would have been home for a few days where she's going to be in the house most of that time that she's here, whereas Jacob will still be working and coming and going and 
it just would have been easier ahead, you know, with Jane home. And that's why we toyed with the idea of doing something on Labor Day weekend. But it was too short. Travel time to Spain, because of where we want to go, is roughly 12 hours, give or take. And while it might not be an issue if you're there for a week or so, we would only be there like four days. And when we would get back on Labor Day night, Liz has to work the next day at at the school with two and three-year-olds. And (laughs) that would not be the right way to start the school year because that would set off on the wrong foot. So I'm going to Houston and I'm looking forward to it because I'm looking forward to meeting folks in the NFB who I haven't met and getting maybe some content for both this podcast and especially White Canes Connect. Simon is also going to be grabbing content. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to go to the Astros game because I've always loved that stadium since it opened, however many years ago that is now. And I'm looking forward to seeing Brian and Ed. I haven't seen, well, I guess I saw them last October, but I'm looking forward to that. And again, seeing some other folks from who have done Believe You Can. And so I'm hoping they'll be there. And of course, making new friends uh, as well uh, within the other various affiliates around the country. So I'm off to Houston. I don't have a Just Listen this week because honestly, I don't think I've left the house since, (laughs) since I last recorded. And that's all I have for you today. So a little longer than I thought it would be because I got off on a couple of tangents, but I will be back not next week. There won't be an episode probably until somewhere the 8th, 9th, 10th of July. So I do really appreciate you listening to this episode, episode 236 of I Can't See You. Show notes are available over on the website, ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 236. That's ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 236. Remember, that's the numbers 2, 3, and 6. And also remember, and this happened the other day, I Can't See You sounds... Like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I C A N T C U dot com slash two three six. Somebody was getting my email address and we kept spelling it out for them. And <laughs> finally I said, It sounds like a sentence, but it's only seven characters. And they kept saying I C A N T S E E Y O U. And then they say, Oh, no, I C A N T S E E the letter U, no. <laughs> and then finally he got it, and I got the message that I was supposed to get. <laughs> so again, I can't see you.com slash 236 for the show notes. And please reach out. I'd love to hear from you, obviously, on social media, at David Benj, everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and on YouTube. And hopefully on LinkedIn and YouTube, you'll see a little activity from me each day with some reels. I doubt I'll do the pictures because it's difficult for me. Uh, maybe if, if I take the keyboard, it'll be a little bit easier. So check, especially Instagram, but I'll post the other spots too. Again, at David Benj there and on YouTube. Obviously, you can reach out via I can see you podcast at gmail.com if you've got something to tell me, like Frank told me that they are now doing translations on YouTube. And I don't know if it's available yet. I forgot to look earlier before I hit record. So I can't wait to hear how this sounds in Spanish or Portuguese. Right now, those are the only two languages, but they're going to have more. So reach out again. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. Whatever you've got, whether you've got a question, a comment, a show idea, something you love, something you hate, 
whatever it is, please reach out. You can also give me a call, 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes. Please leave your name in town. If you do leave a voicemail, same thing, any kind of questions, comments, show ideas, rants, whatever. Again, 646-926-6350. Thank you so much for listening to episode 236 of I Can't See You. Be well, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next month. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.